What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 170. On this episode, I talk about our Patreon, our merch shop, and then I'm joined by Southern Comfort or SoCo from Graveyard Entertainment. Uh, We talk about working from home, uh, George Floyd, the protests, police, leftover food, movies, Space Force, Chernobyl, The Wire, uh, top five favorite music artists at the moment, and Internet Friends 2 update. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, first things first, patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Go there and all your dreams will come true. Um, actually, if you go there and give me a dollar or more, you'll get early access to the podcast. Uh, should think about it. Uh, not that anyone really takes advantage of the early access, but it makes you feel good that you're donating to this awesome, fine product for whoever knows how long it'll go on. But for now, we're uh, we're keeping it going. Uh, Got to shout out my mom, Hurricane Haynes. Actually, ugh. I don't know. Hurricane Haynes might be one. I don't know. I need to recheck. I thought I saw maybe a, a shift in pledging, which no hard feelings, just saying. You won't get shouted out. Uh, it's my mom, Marshall Darmanisha Bear Powwow, uh, for being co-producers and keeping the shit going. Um, and we have a merch shop. Dope merch shop. A lot of people like it. Uh, they think the the design's just so sleek, simple, and awesome. Um that, you know, you can just wear it around. People are like, ooh, what's that shirt saying? You're like, that says a podcast with Mo. And then you can get a tote bag, you know, if you're one of those type of people. Um, I don't know if they have hats yet or not. I haven't checked the store in a minute, but they were sold out. They might be back. So some people like those dad hats. Not me. I have a big old head. doesn't work. But all right. So today I'm going to give a call to, uh, I don't want to say like a new friend, but it is the second time to call in. Uh Soko is what I'm going to call him, Southern Comfort of Graveyard Entertainment. Uh, he called in maybe a month or two ago. We're going to try to have him call in every couple months. We have this music idea uh, going over some top five favorite music artists at the moment sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then I'm sure he has a way different perspective than me on these whole riots and stuff because he lives in Georgia um, and he's not white. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's give him a call. Yo, so what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Uh seems like it's been forever since we did this, but I, I was looking at the old episode and it really hadn't been that long, but it feels like it's been like months just because all the shit that's gone on since. Yeah, it's a different type of year uh, where nothing's normal. You know, like even yeah. the days I have to go into work, I've, I'm honestly, I'm so, uh, so spoiled at the moment. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go into work. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, I got to get out of that headset or mindset. Um, I think I think everybody's leaning toward being that way, like especially the people that have been like given that luxury of working from home like we have because I work from home, too. And once you've done that for so long, like getting up and going somewhere, it just feels like hell. It's like, ah, right. why would we do that? <laughs> like, why would I want to get up and go somewhere when I can just work from that? Yeah, I talked to one of my coworkers uh, a couple days ago and he was like, I hope we never go back, <laughs> which I know is not the case. But I think that's how the majority of people feel, man. And I'm with him. I, I don't want to go back in. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm good where I'm at. Um, and so before I called you here, I got a little intro and basically was saying that uh, we're going to talk about 
some top five music artist sort of thing here at the end. Um, yeah. But but we'll save that for for the end here. Try to bring that back. But uh, what's been going on in the world for you with all the other craziness? Uh, just in general, I mean, it's you know, I think every news outlet and podcast around is talking about uh, just the the killing of George Floyd and the subsequent protesting, and then you know that's attached to by some riots here and there, and it's. Just, it, the crazy part is it's more of the same. Like, it's not really different. Like, I think I kind of I threw some posts on Twitter to you about how this sounds familiar because you've had, had episodes where you've had to touch on this exact same topic minus the major protest and actually seeming like things are changing a little bit. You know, that that's the only difference I see is that, you know, that there's a lot more outrage than the last 10 times. Right. I mean, I do think the protests have been good in the sense they are getting some things changed. I do think just because of the way I am, there's no way some of these rules we're getting changed don't come back and bite us later on. You know, we're like some serial killer escapes because a cop wasn't allowed to do this thing or something, you know, not saying we shouldn't change these. I think we should. But I'm like, I just have a feeling, you know, and then someday someone will have that argument. Um, no, even if like even with that serial killer scenario, even if that's not the reason it'll be made the reason. And I can see that happening real easy. Like they'll be like, see, now, now that we've stopped killing all these suspects, this cop died. over." Right. No, this cop died because he was actually tangling with a psycho with a knife. Right. Well, like, it, it wasn't because, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be different, but they're going to link it to. Right. And and some of you said that kind of reminded me there's, I have one friend on Facebook, um, kind of a new someone I've known for a long time but they recently added me so I don't, I don't know if you're on Facebook or not but when you're on there you know uh the people like only a few people really see your posts and then the people that like just added you so I see off his posts because we're recently friends but he's one of those like all lives matter people but like he uh, won't let it go like he's like but all lives matter includes black lives matter and I'll be completely honest when this movement started what was that four or five years ago the first uh, day it happened as because I have a math degree, so I'm um, not trying to brag about it, but one of the things classes no, you take, you have it right, is a logic yeah. class. And so, like, as, as soon as I heard Black Lives Matter, I was like, that's a horrible phrase, I think. Like, I don't think it was good branding. And then, another side note on this podcast, a lot of shit I say is like optically and politically not a good idea, not saying the movement's not good. Um, but I was just like, oh, that's not because people are going to hear only Black Lives Matter. That's just what they're going to hear, you know. And then if someone says, well, well and and I I think people hear things from the context of where they are in life, too. So, like, if like if I was white and I heard that, I would probably look at it differently, too. But because of how my brain works, I don't think my brain would be different whether I was white, black, Asian, whatever. I would be like, OK, but they're saying that in reference to a certain they're saying, hey, police that are killing black people black lives matter like don't, don't just kill black people that you're trying to arrest like arrest doesn't mean death like to me i don't think and i've talked i've taken a little shit you know like my wife you know kind of checks me because she's a little more liberal than me of uh, you know i'll say stuff of like i don't think race should matter in this argument and i don't mean that at all in a bad way um i'm just mean like i don't think cops should ever kill anyone um that they're trying to 1, arrest. One thousand percent agree. I just like I, I don't think that's their job to, to kill people. Like, and especially in the ways that they usually end up killing people. Like when it's a stand and a shootout, like that's to be expected. Like, okay, two right. people are shooting at each other. One is a cop. If the cop kills the other person, I don't think anybody blinks. In. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. Um, so 
you know, I'll say something like, I just don't think race should matter. And then someone will be like, but race does matter. They are killed. And I'm like, I agree with that. Like, I'm completely on your side. I'm just like, I think if we could take that out of it and just get every, like, this isn't just a police brutality issue. Maybe you would get more people on board that are only against it because, you know, they're so conservative or Republican, you know, that they have to argue. I don't know. And and I think what, what ends up happening a lot of times is, and a lot of times, you, most of the world's irrational. So right. you, you got to remember that part, too, that like you're dealing with an irrational world. But the way people look at it is, OK, yeah, police definitely shouldn't kill people. But from where they're standing, they're like, well, those people are criminals. So somehow that makes their life less valuable. They automatically assume anybody the police talk to, arrest, whatever. They're in, like in people's minds, they're guilty. Like if somebody saw me coming out my house in cuffs with police, if they don't know anything about what's going on, they're going to assume the police are there for a reason. He did something. And that, that just from a makes job lives standpoint, less valuable from the outside. Because I think people could agree with, you know, understand. It's like I've had jobs before and maybe not so much in my job now, but even to an extent where like, you know, right now where I work, it's me and these two older guys. We fix computers. But anytime mm-hmm. someone like calls us and like needs help, we're like, God damn it. You know, like because that's how you are at your job or like I've worked in customer service before on a phone. And as soon as that phone rings, you have that moment of like, damn it. But it's because it's like you Shit, versus yeah. them. You know, it's Here like we go. it's us working versus the people we're helping. So you already develop an us versus them, even in a pretty non-stressful scenario. So then. In a cop scenario, they get a us versus them, but it's like super high stress. I'm not saying it's not stressful. I just don't think we should ever be trained military tactics and like be on the lookout for this. And maybe it is because people are so horrible they would kill cops, so they had to do it. I don't fucking know. I don't know the answers. I just know my gut when I see a video of like that old man getting pushed down. I'm like, oh my God, how how can anyone defend this? Like, and to follow up on that story, because I brought it up on with Snappy was on her last time, if uh, anyone's seen that. Uh, old man gets pushed down in Buffalo Police Department. They suspended the yeah, guy who pushed him I down. I saw it this morning. And then like 52 police officers resigned because they suspended that officer. So everyone that's like good I th- apples. I think it was actually, I think it was 57. Oh, 57. Like, and five more joined. Yeah. Like so, they all quit because they didn't feel like that officer should be punished for pushing the old guy. And I'm like, to me, that just destroys all the good apple arguments, you know, because that right there is the whole all the cops just stick together. And honestly, and liberals, you know, wouldn't want to have this conversation. Police unions are a big fucking problem. And then no one wants to talk about unions because unions are a very liberal topic, you know, politically. So uh, if it wasn't for police unions, there would actually probably be a lot of things changed. But right now, even if a police chief takes over a city's police department, if that union doesn't agree with the policies, then they're going to pull their weight, you know, and do what they can. It ain't going to happen. So, it's there's a lot of it's a whole lot of political stuff and red tape that goes behind actually changing anything. There's a whole lot of stuff they can do on the surface just so like someone like looking on Twitter can it looks like it's different, but behind the curtain it's actually not different at all like you said cuz there's always there's always a bigger power that right. nobody sees or nobody really knows how to get to. And then, uh, you know, homie calls on the podcast every once in a while. I might try to get him on here to talk about this sometime. Uh, Arawadi, you know, uh, definitely the homie. He uh, is in Austin. So I, I saw this story because he shared it where uh, a teenager was shot in the head with a rubber bullet. Like the cop just aimed right at his head. And then a random tangent yep. on rubber bullets. They're supposed to try to ricochet them off the ground is the only reason, only mm-hmm. way they're deemed safe or some shit. And I, even then they're not. 
Um, so I just, again, think it's crazy. They're shooting rubber bullets at people. And then you see these videos of them just like swinging batons at people for they're just staying in there peacefully. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, in Austin, they shoot this, um, you know, kid with a rubber bullet in the head. And then when the medics go to help him, this cop starts shooting the medics, which is like, fuck, you learn about that shit like when you're a kid. Like the medics are free, you know, they go on the battlefield and, and get the people like, oh, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And it's, it's crazy that you even have to talk about a street in America as a battlefield. Like right. the fact that you just were able to make that reference and, and it actually makes sense that, hey, in war, the medics are allowed to give aid. <laughs> like, why are we talking about war on the streets in America? Like, it's, it's weird, man, but it's actually happening. Well, I will say in my, my town I live in here and my wife went, I was supposed to go, but I was like 10 minutes late and missed them. So I'll just own that. You know, I'm all for the movement. I just had a shower and it was a whole thing. And I try to walk to the protest, but then I missed the thing anyway. Um, so my wife went and we had like 1500 people here in the town I'm in, um, which is a really good turnout for the size of the town. And they marched completely, uh, completely peacefully with the police officers. You know, we're in the vanguard, if you will. Um, People brought water businesses that were on the street. They were marching, were passing out water. Uh, like, I don't know, it was just a really good scene, right? Like, there was not at all any riders. Now, there were some of those good old boys in camouflage with their assault rifles standing at the ready sort of thing. Like, they were going to keep order. But to me, they were there just to try to scare people. And I hope they feel like fucking dumbasses after seeing how cool everybody was, you know? Um so I'm sure it won't get any news coverage of the small town, but uh, I do. Nah, and- it was too peaceful. It, right, exactly. It's, new, it's got to be a little flashier to get news coverage. Somebody's got to get hurt and somebody's got to do something violent, whether it be on the police side or the protester side for it to get coverage. That, that's what I've seen. I've just seen too many videos of cops destroying their own cars or breaking buildings or windows to make protesters look bad and or people in all black that are basically little white kids going and doing this shit and then running away that I'm like, I don't know. I just think it's all set up to make the protesters look bad. And I'm just in that camp. That's just where I'm at. And I can't be convinced otherwise at the moment. Now I've seen enough shows and movies with that kind of political spin that gets put on real life events going on to where I hundred percent believe that that happens. And we actually see it happening on video, but even if there wasn't video, I would have no problem believing that there are police that, you know, plan riot evidence or starting riots themselves or right. well, and, you know that there's secret people that aren't a part of either side that are just kind of throwing gasoline on, on the fire. Right. And I had like Brad Sarek shared a video of uh, you know some cops beating up this dude but they're all like looking around to make sure nobody's filming them but clearly someone was they just didn't see them. It's like I don't know you just see all this shady shit and I just I don't know. I know people are probably getting tired of hearing about it but I also feel like you can't let it completely die because I think people got to realize uh, I think some people got to start policing the police. Just where I'm at. I think I think for the people that don't like that genuinely don't understand it, because some people pretend they don't understand it just because right. they don't care. Right. Which is fine if you don't care. Like my whole thing is if you don't care about something, just shut up. Like you don't have to say anything. If you really don't care who police kill, as long as it's not you, that's a selfish thing. But it's human, so I, then just shut up. But for the people who actually don't understand it, like. I don't get it. Are police actually killing people or are they just mad for nothing? Right. These videos and things and people keeping it going, I think is helpful to those people who actually probably genuinely didn't understand it and are like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, police are really like not all of them, but man, the bad ones are bad. (laughs) Like they're actually trying to hurt people for no reason. 
I think if we had more open dialogue as well, like let's say we already had laws where um, the guy who killed George Floyd would have been arrested and questioned. Like maybe if there was a real process before all this, you know, then you could get real answers. But I feel like now, like uh, my wife was reading the story this morning of all the cops, like their kind of story on the whole thing. And I didn't know any of their backstory. Uh, Two of them, it was like their first week at work. And I honestly don't think they should be charged. After reading just that, like, it was one of their third shift ever, and then it was one guy's fourth day. And then the cop that killed George Floyd was their training officer. So to me, those guys couldn't have said anything to him. They're brand new, and that's the guy training them. So I don't – but I do think now they will get punished because of all the protests – and I'm like, but honestly, if, you know, say that's you and it's your first week of work, you're not going to tell your manager like, hey, I think you're doing that wrong. So I know like that's well, you, you a, know, a guy died. I get it. To that is gonna, everybody's reply to that is going to be don't be a pussy. Do what's right. No matter what your job's telling you, blah, 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 blah. Even though even somebody saying that on their own job, even if they wouldn't do it, they're going to feel like they would have done it. Like everybody feels like they would have been the person to be like, hey, stop, get off that guy's neck or hey, loosen that chokehold, like, don't shoot that. Like, everybody feels like they would be that guy till the situation happens. Right. Uh, but it, either way, it happens. Like you said, it's it's a whole life. Like, it's not like he just ended up in the hospital or, or just went to jail. Like, even those two things would suck and be horrible and police shouldn't do them. Like, like you shouldn't put people in the hospital if it's not necessary. Like, but, like, a whole life is gone. And I don't know, I just think when it comes down to the human side of things, if they just break, break it down take away color, take away the fact that, okay, was he doing a crime or not? Does it even really matter? Like, he's dead. Like, would you want to be the person who was dead because you were doing something minor? Right. Like, if everybody could just put it in that perspective, I think it would. But some people just, like I said, man, it, a lot of people just don't care, but they like to pretend they do, and so they, they decide, oh, well, I'll just pick a side that's not that and say that, oh, you know, that side's too specific, all lives. But really, they don't care. Right. As long as it's not them or somebody they know, the police can have free reign. Like, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Right. I, I agree. Uh, I think the all lives matter. Like I said, when it first started, I remember being a person that was like, I think I understood the all lives matter uh, response in the sense of like, well, logically, if all lives mattered, black lives would matter. You know, but that's not the people that are responding all lives matter never respond with anything else nice or kind about anything. And they're typically seem to be doing it just to poke the bear, if you will, you know, like they're not. Yeah. It's it's just a, it's just an opposition at that point. Right. They're they not genuine. Be or to it. Right. So, um, and then I, I see also a lot of people comparing cops dying. Like, why don't y'all care when cops are killed? And maybe it is insensitive of me, but I do see, when someone dies in an occupational hazard is different than someone dying because of the race they were born. I don't know. Like, yeah. And, and I, I would, I would even honestly, I would be more more on board with the whole cops life matter. If for decades cops had been getting killed by people who then didn't get punished in any way, shape or form. That's like, yeah, he killed that cop. He was justified. Like if that was a thing, which is not (laughs) right. I'm pretty sure anybody who's ever killed a cop has gone to jail. Like, I don't think any of them have ever just like gone to trial or like just been like, you know what? We're not even going to arrest him. He was justified in killing that cop. Like that's not a thing. Like it doesn't exist. So that's why blue lives matter doesn't have to exist because that situation doesn't exist. I I don't get those people either. It's like cops aren't getting killed 
and people not being punished for it or it being looked at as justified. Right. Yeah. Like, I like, mean, that's not a they're 100 percent getting held accountable. I agree. I haven't yeah, thought about it, but that's about it. Kills a cop. Like, it's, perfect. it's not like like they get hunted down. <laughs> right. You're not getting away with that. But yeah, it's, it's more about the it's more about the position than anything, man. Like right. I was thinking about analogies because I like I try to help people understand things sometimes. Because Sometimes looking at just the facts of what's going on, some people just won't understand it. But I'm like, if there were teachers randomly killing like for years, like special needs kids were getting killed by teachers, just special needs kids just randomly. And it was all like being written off as, oh, well, it had to happen. <laughs> Whatever the situation was, that teacher wasn't at fault. They're, they're still allowed to teach. They're still a good person. You'd you know? be like, okay, something's wrong with these teachers. They shouldn't be killing, and they're only killing special needs kids. They're not killing any other kids. Yes, all kids' lives matter, but now we got to march for special needs kids because y'all aren't punishing these teachers that are killing them. Right. Like, well, and then, it's weird and extreme, but sometimes, like, that's the only way people get shit. Well, and something I've, I've always harped on, and it's an old thing, maybe everyone's heard it, is I always thought it was so funny that it went Black Lives Matter, and then people were like, no, all lives matter. And then whenever people were like, no, that's stupid, then they started Blue Lives Matter. And then at the same time of them saying, well, you saying Black Lives Matter is claiming you don't care about other people's lives, they would say Blue Lives Matter, but not realize that, well, by their own logic, that's them saying other lives wouldn't matter. Like firemen, they're cool with dying because they're not cops. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, people's logic only works one way for what's convenient for them. And that always annoys me as well in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just an opposition thing, man. Everybody wants to be opposed to something. And everybody, because we can all say something now because of social media, everybody wants to say something. Right. Well, I know next week the goal is I'm having Dom on. He hasn't been on in like a year. Uh, he, yeah, just, he, he usually talks best about what he does normally talk basketball with me but i hit him up um and he he was busy this weekend so I was like well next weekend man so but he said he'd spent a long time he thinks he has some stuff to say but i mean as uh i mean you're you're black as well but he's a black person lives around where i'm from so i'm sure he'll have some uh you know takes on it all and everything so i i just think it's good okay. at least for what my podcast i like to get other people's perspectives because i realize um i don't fucking know you know, like I'm cool as shit, but I didn't live it. So, uh, you know, I should ask other people like, um, you know, a lot of times and I, I read some Conan O'Brien shared it and I love Conan O'Brien, but it was like some people think just not being racist is enough or, you know, or whatever. Like, I feel like I'm not, you know, I feel like I don't treat anyone differently. It's like, but you still benefit from racism because of the systematic racism. And then like a little small example I can think of is like. You know, I might go apply for a job and the guy there just is racist towards people that aren't white. And then I can't do anything to stop that. But sure as shit, if I need a job, I'm like benefiting from that. Right. I'm like, whatever, I'm getting my job. So, like, I don't know what me in that scenario would do if I'd be like, no, I won't take the job. But like someone else would. That's why. Right. So, like, I think there are a lot of small things that people like me would be like, well, what else would I do? But it's like, yeah, but you're still kind of benefiting from it. So like, it's just stuff people have a hard time wrapping their head around, and then they don't want to feel guilty for something that they don't feel like they've actively done. Because like, that's how I feel about a lot of stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm so cool. You can't lump me in there. But I'm like, well, I've probably benefited. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of times in my my life it's helped I, me out. I don't think you can. I don't think you can judge people by benefiting from things are way bigger than them. Like, I'm sure there's shit I benefit from as a man in general, like forget about black, white, whatever, but just as a man, I'm 
after I have benefits that a woman wouldn't have right. in certain areas. I can't change that. Like I can't change gender. Right. Or how gender is treated. You know what I mean? Like you can you can apply that a lot of places. But I, I do also think that like and maybe this is out of line, but I think you being from the South as well, you would understand a little bit. Like when I was in high school, a lot of my black friends, they had sex a lot more than me. Right. And a lot more than a lot of my white friends, because there were white girls who were like curious and interested. And I think some jealousy of that time frame carries over to where then as adult, those guys are like, well, that was their benefit. And now here's my benefits. You know what I mean? Like, I do think people think that way. I can't like uh, prove it, you know, because I don't think people talk about that stuff enough. But I do just see see people holding grudges for things and and then getting in positions where they feel like they can exert authorities. And it's it circles back around the police man some of these police they're just people like right they're not they're not holier than thou even the holier than thou people aren't holier than thou like they're just people in a position like we can't put them higher than anybody i remember a friend of mine um i had a couple friends here my age that were black that uh he definitely were promiscuous with the ladies and one of them he owned it and he was like i'm having sex with any body's daughter who calls me the n-word you know and it was kind of funny to me at the time um and that was kind of like his goal and the other dude uh he just you know was with white girls there were just a lot of white girls around there weren't many uh that weren't and uh i remember this girl's uncle like came to us in a football stance it was like we're fighting after this game and it was like a 40 year old man and we were 17 and i was like <laughs> holy fuck man like this sucks like oh you're just trying to get laid like everybody else and now you're gonna have to fight this old man like it was just crazy so uh the world is different like i just don't think people can act like it's not um all right but we're probably not gonna solve it but i feel like uh that was a decent talking point one thing and this is gonna sound so racist but it's not it's just because i literally just ate this an hour ago and then i wrote it down is leftover chicken like cold the best leftover food because i'm of the mindset it is i see everyone else arguing pizza as like a, a good cold leftover next day food but i just think leftover chicken drums drumsticks particularly are just the best i i used to be on the side of chicken i actually got to go with pasta any kind of pasta cold like oh it can be okay. spaghetti macaroni and cheese like if it's pasta and, and it was in some kind of hot form like I can I can take a little scoop of it cold before I throw it in the microwave and it tastes fine to me. See, I just normally heat it up. But I I agree that my wife, she will not do leftover macaroni and cheese because she doesn't like what it like you put it in the microwave, you know, and it gets all like the the shriveled noodle and shit'll happen. So I get the why you wouldn't, but I've never even tried it, I don't think that pasta not heated up. So yeah, that one could be a good one. I just yesterday, um I don't know if you've been in the grocery store lately. But the only thing cheap anymore is like drumsticks. So I bought like 14 drumsticks for like $3. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to cook all these. <laughs> and uh, so I have them all in my fridge. And I ate one before I called you and was like, fuck, these are so good. These are better than when I cooked them last night. So that's my new. Anytime I think about eating a cold drumstick, uh, and, me, and me and you are bleep close to the same age. So you, you probably have memories of Gremlins when, uh, uh, when Gizmo ate the cold drumstick. Right. I don't know if you remember that. Did you ever see Gremlins? I love Gremlins as a kid. Now like, you know you couldn't feed them, and like Gizmo, like really fucked up this drumstick, like on the first Gremlins. Like he was like eating all around it, and it was like straight out the refrigerator. But I always think of that when I think about eating like a cold drumstick. 
Right. I, I loved Gizmo and I loved Gremlins as a kid. I think I watched Giz, uh, Gremlins 2 a lot more than Gremlins 1. Like, when I think back to it, I don't think I've watched, I don't think I owned Gremlins 1. You know what I mean? But I think I owned Gremlins 2, or my grandparents did. 2 was a lot more popular. I think uh, the first one was more of like a cult favorite, but then 2 was like, it was like a big box office kind of. Right. See, I didn't watch it. I was talking to my wife about this. I didn't, I got into movies really heavy in elementary school because one of my best friends, uh, he was like a rich kid, right? And so we just went to the, went to Wichita Falls, Texas every weekend and we get to go to the movies and stuff. And it was great. But when I was really young, like my grandparents had a handful of cassettes, but I didn't really have much. Like I remember watching Naked Naked Gun all the time. Like Naked Gun was probably my most watched uh, yeah. movie when I was a little kid. And then I love the Naked Gun series. I, I never realized that was OJ Simpson until way later in life. And then like I was like, oh shit, OJ was in Naked Gun. Like he was the funny guy. I didn't. <laughs> the other funny. It makes sense that I would grow on to just love satire and parodies. Because, like, that's what NECA gun was. But, of course, you know, I don't know that when I'm four years old. I'm just like, yeah, let's watch that one. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I also remember, like, Beverly Hill Slums. Is that the name of it? I don't know. There's some homeless guy who tries to kill himself and these rich people's pool in Beverly Hills. And then they, like, save him. And then you're just hanging out with these rich people. And it was such a boring adult movie. But, again, my grandparents didn't own many. That's all you had. And so you would just watch it. Right? Like I remember when they got Mission Impossible 1 on VHS, and I would watch that like all the time. And I hate that movie. So uh, it's just the world. But nowadays, I, I don't watch movies because there's too many of them. You know, like I will only really watch movies that I watched uh, before in life. You know, if it like hits a nostalgia point for me. And then if it's a new movie, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I don't even care. Whatever. It's fine. It's like I'll just watch a TV show. Like, I love the TV shows. I just can't ever get into movies. I think nowadays, too, TV shows are so well produced. Like, it's not TV back when movies were more popular. Now, TV shows are just long-ass movies. Like, they got great plots, and they look great. Like, they're just better. Right. You kind of get a benefit of a more fuller movie when you watch a good TV show. Right, and then there can always be more. You're like, well, there could always be another season. Whereas when they make a movie sequel, it's typically forced Whereas it somehow works with TV shows. But it's like, well, add another or one. Or it never come. Right. <laughs> they, they say a sequel's coming. It just never happens. Right. So um, I've loved Space Force. I finished that. Uh, you know, yep, that- I, I just finished that the other day on recommendation from you. It popped up in my Netflix. And I was like, you know what? I, I saw Mo say something about that in Discord. And I, I kind of looked at the little preview thing that pops up with Netflix. And I was like, eh, I, I'll check it out later. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I got nothing to watch. And that's what I do when I'm at work, like I sit at a desk. So if I'm not listening to music or podcasts, I watch shows or movies, which is another reason why I never want to go back to an office. It's because I get to do that. Like right. I catch up on so much shit that I don't get to necessarily do in the office. But uh, I finished that, and it reminded me kind of a almost like the Orville with the way the comedy mixed with the actual like scientific and real life military stuff. Like it, it's just well put together. Right. Um, I definitely love the Orville. And the Orville, you know, it's more of like the Star Trek future version. Whereas in, I think I like about Space Force is it's kind of more like Stargate, the way it's based in current times. You know, and I, I like that sort of mixture in there. So I also liked how they politically can call out both sides. You know, and the jokes don't seem to be all just liberal or conservative. I'm like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, good show. Definitely recommend it to anybody listening. We've gotten HBO Max. You know, HBO Max is a thing that exists. And HBO Now still exists as well. 
And if you buy HBO Max, you'll get access to HBO now. They're like separate apps. But either way, uh, we started Chernobyl, which is like this limited series that came out last year that's about uh, the incident in Chernobyl, you know, the US so like USSR. A bomb or something, wasn't it? Well, the, it was a nuclear plant exploded. I don't know if they know how or not. Okay. We've only watched the first episode. Um, and then it's like, because they are a communist government, it's really all about keeping the people safe for their own good. So like they didn't tell anyone else in Russia what was going on. They hid all of this information. They locked everyone in the town. So everyone basically just got locked in their own grave, you know, and I haven't even watched it all. That's just what I know of the scenario. Um, and I know people still don't really live there today because there's still some radiation lurking around, you know, um, first episode was crazy. Uh, I'm sure it'll, keep being crazy but you kind of get to see the whole explosion people getting the radiation poisoning and stuff and you're like oh shit this is but it's kind of serious right like you got to be in a serious mood so we watched it but then all these protests kept happening and then it was like all right let's watch fun stuff like let's not watch another episode of that so i don't know if this is the right time for it (laughs) but i did give that a shot yeah sometimes you can't watch something at just the wrong time and i've been trying to get my wife to watch the wire for years and years and I feel like with the political climate now that this might be the time I can get her onto the wire. So I might try that soon. We'll see. I got that on my, my list of shows that everybody says are great that eventually I'll end up watching. I got that, that Sopranos, and there's a couple of other ones where I've never watched the episode of it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep this in my back pocket where I have like a long weekend or something. And I just, well, I got nothing left. <laughs> Of my normal shit, what? Right, and See, I, I'll dive into the Wire or Sopranos or something like that. Right, I've never watched Sopranos. I have heard it's like the first of modern, you know, good modern day television. So I have always wanted to watch that as well. The Wire, I think the second season's really bad. I don't know how many other people think that. So like, once if you do get there, just like power through it because seasons three, four, and five are good, or three and four for sure good. They make, they make up for how terrible season two is. Right, and this sounds racist towards white people, but I think it's because it's too many white people in the second season, right? So, like, the first season, it's, like, the cops versus the street gangs, and what's fun about The Wire is, you know, it's not law and order where you're just getting the cop side. Like, you're seeing every, you're seeing both sides, right? Like, you're understanding the motivations and the why and the how of the criminal side and then also of the cop side, and the cops aren't perfect, so that's what I think people like about it but in the second season it's about like this dock workers union and so it's a bunch of white guys (laughs) and so like it's just not and maybe again that's me being like i want to see the gangbangers or whatever but like that's what i liked about the wire like i don't know i enjoyed that aspect of it so when they kind of get away from it but i think they understood because it comes right back in season three you know gets right back to it right back to what made them hot Right. So uh, I do recommend The Wire. And then they have the creator of that also made a show called The Deuce that I think is really good. So if you happen to be on HBO um, with all that stuff coming out, HBO Max, by the way, is their new thing. They add it's all the HBO shows plus Cartoon Network and T- Turner Classic Movies, which I don't care about. But my I wife saw, likes. <laughs> I saw a commercial. Where it's like they, they threw a lot of like older movies in there that didn't necessarily really have anything to do directly with HBO, but just a lot of classic movies, it looked like. Right, and so they're going to, um, I think they have Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is one of those shows on my list that I know I would like. I've just <sighs> never watched it. I watched Pickle Rick I, when it came I out. I watched that one in real time. Like, I, I don't wait for that one to binge. I always watch it as they come. Oh, nice. Yeah, see, I, when Pickle Rick came out and everyone started talking about it, I was like, well, I guess I'll give that episode <laughs> a shot. And it was really funny. 
Um, and then I found it on Hulu for a while and I watched the first few episodes and it was good. Um, but I just never, I don't know, I never really binged it out the way I wanted. And also Bob's Burgers kind of, I loved Bob's Burgers first three seasons and then we got really into it. And my wife still likes it, but I get disappointed like every week. So like now I'm always weary of cartoons. So I'm like, I might love this shit and then it just sucks someday. Yeah, it's there. There's some episodes where it kind of slumps, but then there's then they hit like a really great one. Right. And you're like, this is why I love Bob's Burger to start with. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a good point. This is the kind of episode. Like, I, I've had that same feeling with. All right. So, if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Well, I think we can get into our, our music if you're down to our top five music stuff here. So our goal, yeah, me and you it, have uh, talked about, is every couple months try to have you on here, and we're going to see if we can keep coming up with five artists, whether mainstream or underground or something in between, of just like, hey, we think this person's cool. You should check them out. Um, more or less something like that. We'll see what it evolves into. Most definitely. So, I'll go ahead and uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll give a I'll go ahead and give a precursor that mines are going to probably be majority underground. <laughs> a lot of the mainstream artists I still listen to are way older. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm one of those people that like I, I liked who I liked when I was younger. I still like them, but they're probably not doing it anymore. And then now I'm more into the underground thing just because of the whole graveyard entertainment and, you know, just being able to hear. That's what I listen to. Like I mostly listen to artists that aren't well known. Right. You know. And I'm going to try to bring in mainstream ones. I think this time I've done three mainstream and two underground people. And uh, I I try to go out of my way to find mainstream artists I like. I listen to probably, or maybe not even mainstream, but new artists. Like as in, and they are underground, but I think there's a difference between underground people you meet on the internet and underground people you mm-hmm. find on the internet. You know, I think those are different. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I agree. I do like to just put on a Spotify playlist, you know, and be like, oh, let's see if I find anyone good. I will say rarely does that happen, you know, especially whatever the new current guys are, right? Like, so like people be like, Lil Gunna's the best. I don't even know the fuck that is. You know, you could, you play me a song. I wouldn't even fucking know. I bet if I heard it, I'd be like, I don't like it or else I know who they are. You know, so that's just kind of how. Yep. So there are, there is a certain uh, new school type of sound. I probably won't ever be bringing up unless someone just really breaks through for me. You know, that could happen. We'll see. So, um, what's the first artist never you're gonna never. bring up here? Uh, I'm gonna go with Nikki McKnight. Uh, you've actually had her music on the podcast, and I, I don't think you've had her on the podcast before. But she's actually she's from Georgia, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Actually, started hearing her music through uh, somebody that used to work with us um, with social media and just kind of helping us back when. We didn't know much about getting on social media, and uh, she was one of the artists that they kind of networked with, and then we ended up, you know, having Sir Nasty do songs with her, and then through that, you know, I started listening to her music, and I was like, oh, shit, I fucking like, you know, I like her music. Uh, and the way I did it, I, I did a list of five artists, no particular order, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my favorite song from theirs, and if it's from an album, I'll tell you the name of the album. But uh, Nikki McKnight, my favorite song of hers is called Road Trip. It's a fun song. 
it, it showcases her rapping, got a cool hook to it. And it's it's usually on all my personal playlists just because I love the song. And it's from an album she did called Episodes. And uh, just speaking on albums from underground people, like it's, it's something about finding the artists you like and finding albums that they have that you can listen to. Like, I know everybody does singles now. And it's, it's always disappointing when you find a really cool single and you're like, man, I like this artist. And then you go and you want to hear more. But then it's like, oh, you know, they, they don't really have anything else. Right. Or what they have doesn't sound anything like that one song. And so you just end up getting disappointed. Like, oh, that was just a one-time thing you did where you sounded like this or you talked about this. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my first pick, Nikki McKnight. She goes by 706 Nicks on Twitter. Uh, yeah, she's very cool. She has some music in. She's very good. As far as the artist promo side, she's good at sharing stuff. And now it may just be like an automated thing, you know, because it's all it is always the same message. But I do think that goes a long way for people like me and other creators that are like, hey, I appreciate you sharing a fucking link. You know, you share a lot of links as well. Um, I probably should share more links of stuff, but I should feel like I share enough links of my own that I'm probably annoying. And I do think about that a lot. Um uh, <laughs> But I just think uh, she that's helpful in the underground, right, to be supportive and stuff like that. Like, definitely helps a lot. Um, and for any artist, because you mentioned I didn't have her on the podcast, uh, all the artists I have had on, I've typically had a song with or we've worked on something behind the scenes a little bit. Um, you know, and everyone's like, uh, you know, like uh, Athena, when she called in, I just hit her up and was like, hey, you left your record label and I would want to know about that. You should call on the podcast. So, like, that's why. Uh, she called in but in general um, most people because I have had people this week ask me about calling in or hit me up on Twitter like how could I be on your podcast I kind of just need to know you're interesting or that we can talk to each other like yeah some kind of relationship <laughs> like right and it, have to be best friends but like not just a complete stranger out of nowhere I'm sure right well and like you've listened to the podcast I just think they're better I just think the episodes are better if we're at least a little familiar and it's not like we're a complete stranger. So, you know, hit me up. We can work on something, talk about whatever. If people just send me music to my music podcast first, I think that's the easiest way if you make music to eventually be on the podcast. But anyway. um, Makes sense to me, man. Just throwing that out there to people. All right, my first one I'm going with, um, they actually just put out an album within this last week. My wife had pre-ordered me the vinyl to this album, but it got pushed back because of COVID. So I won't get it until September. Uh, um, but it's Run the Jewels. Uh, yep. Run the Jewels is, is a rap duo. I fucking love. They are basically, uh, I don't know. It's everything I need in rap music, right? So LP is the white guy in the group. It's a white guy and a black guy. And LP makes the beats. So he's a producer. So I, I relate to him in that way. And he's like an underground rapper from back when like Talib Kweli and all them were popping right. If, I don't remember what that little group of uh, boom bappers were called, but that little group of stuff like LP was one of those guys. And so he does have some uh, you know good lyrical content stuff, but also he's kind of more um, like he's like an indie artist, right? Like he always approaches it like an indie artist. And uh, then there's Killer Mike, who I've always loved. Killer Mike, and most people will be familiar. With him for his verse through um, Never Scared, you know, with Bone Crusher. Mm-hmm. And then also he was on one of Jay-Z's songs. I can't remember what it was. He's on a Jay-Z album. I know that. I think, I, I think the Outcast song uh, did a lot of things for him, too. Right. Very the true. The whole world song. I don't know if you remember that one. I do. And so I enjoy Killer Mike um, a lot as well. And so I do think that whole, like, they combine the South with Atlanta, I believe, where Killer Mike is from. And then LP yep. is more East Coast. I 
I don't know if he's from New York City or or somewhere, another large East Coast city, but I believe he is from New York City because the name of the song on their new album is called The Yankee and the Brave. So that would make sense. And um, I just like that mashup of styles. Now, the first time I heard them was I was watching Silicon Valley and the second season, episode one, you know, something tragic happens. And then when the credits hit, the song Blockbuster Not Part One, Part Two, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, comes on and like the beat's just so good and uh I don't know, ever since i heard that beat i was like who is that i have to find that song and then since that night i've listened to them all the time like i just fucking love run the jewels so this week they are getting a lot of attention because killer mike made a great uh press conference speech about uh you really got to do stuff for change you can't just be protesting you got to you know organize and have a plan and you know he just was a really good gave a good speech uh, and then they put out this album a couple days early for free they put out all their albums for free you can donate money to them if you would like and uh, I don't know, it's just so fucking good so I just highly recommend especially old school rap fans to check it out because it is its own thing it's not like the new school rap but it isn't exactly old school either it's it's, its own run the jewel shit that, that's a unique combination to somebody from Brooklyn and somebody from Atlanta like you don't get that north south in a group like you might get a feature here or there but having somebody from two different you know places like that just have one group and do projects that's unique right and and they're good friends and i think that comes across you know i think that's way cooler as opposed to you know when you see like a a rap group or something put together of just guys that are good but they're like these two dudes are friends you can tell like they probably met working on something they're like hey i fucking love this let's make on our own group because they were solo artists you know fairly successful solo artists before they ever made run the jewels. So um, definitely, definitely big fans of them. And so I wanted them to be the first one I mentioned, cause I'm going to try not to repeat anybody on these. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but uh, big shot them. So what's your second one? Uh, number two I've got is a guy who never done anything as far as any kind of business or anything with him. He's I'd say he's at that second tier of underground, like where he's, kind of known semi-mainstream but on twitter uh he goes by taylor j takeover and uh the way i came across his music was one of those twitter things where it just kept popping up on my timeline even though i wasn't following other people were sharing shit and he had a hashtag taylor j takeover and i just kept seeing these fucking videos and i kept seeing all this stuff and i did like most people do i just ignore and be like yeah whatever <laughs> like I, I don't know you i'm not gonna listen to your music i think that's how most people treat it uh, right. until they don't but uh, and then one day I was like, you know what? I, I, I see his shit from everywhere but him and I don't follow him. I was like, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to check out. He had a project that was going to be coming out that uh, like it, it was just close everywhere about it called Roses. And so when the album came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it. And that was around the time that uh, Graveyard Entertainment started getting into making playlists on Spotify. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it and see if we want to use, you know, one of his songs or a couple of his songs. Some of these playlists we're trying to create. And it was dope. I, I listened to it. I didn't know where he was from initially because there was a kind of melodic sound to it, but not, it wasn't as melodic as current shit is. Like I, I, I can't listen to current music because it's too much of the auto tune, but his was more melodic, but still his voice, but his style was cool. I thought he was from Atlanta. I just learned recently that uh, he's actually from the Midwest uh, and he, he just got a cool sound. Like I, I don't like comparing artists to other artists, but but if I had to just throw a comparison just to get somebody to see if they would want to listen to him, I'd say if you 
you like the way Nelly was when Nelly first came out, just kind of a rapping, but with kind of a harmony to it. I don't know how to quite put it, right. but it, it's kind of like that. But, he, you know, I like what he was talking about. Uh, I genuinely enjoyed the way his music sounded as far as like, I don't put a lot into production because I don't produce. So I don't know. As long as it sounds good in my ears, I'm cool with it. And it didn't sound terrible in my ears at all. And I liked a good bit of his songs. It wasn't too much like what was going on, but it was enough like it to where I could see, you know, why mainstream would gravitate toward it at some point. And uh, I just, I stayed following him and stayed listening to his stuff. Um, and he actually came out with a new project recently uh, that I listened through. And it was still great. Like he's, and I went back to his, his older albums and that's something that I, I, I hope a lot of fans do, especially for underground artists. If you like something new they come out with, go back and listen to their older stuff too because the odds are they didn't just get good they were probably being good and you just didn't know like go back and listen to their old shit too because i went back and listened to some of his old albums and i was like god damn he's he's been this good like it's not like he just started rapping this way like he was rapping this way years ago still sounded just as good and he's still coming up with new material so uh he's my number two on there uh there's a song called holding up on that roses album where he actually uh copies a Lil wayne verse but he does it uh, in his kind of melody that he does. And that shit was just cool to me. Yeah, I saw uh, you shout that out. My dogs. Yeah, I, like, I, I really enjoyed that. Like, I like when people pay homage to shit I like. <laughs> See, I was going to say, like, to me, off just your description, I was like, I will hate that. Because uh, was it Gutta Gutta who redid the 3-6 Mafia verse in one of the songs of Lil Wayne? He just respit the whole verse, Slob on My Knob yeah. verse. And I was so pissed. I was like, are you fucking serious? You can't just steal someone's verse. But... I don't know. If it works, it works. We just don't do covers in hip hop, so I think it throws people off when you hear that. It's it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not a thing in hip hop. I think the reason I like it is because it it took me back to a time when I was still a super Lil Wayne fan. All right. Like I was like, oh shit, man! It, like it was a vert. Like it was bef- before Carter three and four and shit. Like he went back. I, like, I miss my dogs. I, like, I think it's Carter two, Wayne I like, but it might be Carter one. Oh, no, I've, I, I think. I, I became a, I don't know. I became a huge one. fan Carter one because uh, I just was like yes finally you know I don't know that's why I became a huge Lil Wayne fan I fell off I guess when Carter five came out I just was like I I'm losing hope I'm losing hope I don't think it'll ever come back yeah we'll I, see I got off the bus after Carter three I was good after three I was like you give me enough music to listen to for the rest of my life I appreciate you right we'll see <laughs> I'll take three in before you mentioned auto-tune and I'm I'm not an auto-tuner myself you know every once in a while I'll throw on like a little pitch corrector on something here or there uh but typically it's to like try to aid my voice not to modulate it if you will um and I used to right not change your entire style right I used to love doing it I mean when T-Pain was popping and I had that fucking auto-tune five or whatever I'd ripped i don't have it anymore uh like that was so much fun to just fuck around and do that stuff and so i was i definitely defended a little wayne during that era i was like but he can do it he's okay but it did get it went too far um and he's come back a little bit but i just think after a while you just you have so much money what else could you say i don't know um yeah yeah what else what else you got to say that actually makes sense all right i guess we should i should speed this up uh my second one is probably my current favorite rapper at the moment that is mainstream and that is code of the friend um most people i talk to has no idea who this person is he just put out an I album i know about him because of you and then i saw a tweet from him fairly recently about uh his last album right and so his last album is called everything i like it a lot it's um 
it's somewhere around like the Mac Miller chance, the rapper style. Like he doesn't sound like them as far as his voice and his flow, but as far as like that feeling, it's like good vibes and like, you know, shit sucks, but we're going to try hard. And he has like a very casual voice to his flow, but it's still very technically well done. Uh, I don't know. I just a really big fan. I listened to the whole album straight through like twice in a row and was like, fuck, I just love this shit. Like I just, he, it's a lot of roads and electric pianos. It like the production all lines up. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to, most of the songs all sound there made by the same producer. I don't know if they were, but that's kind of cool. You know, we mentioned albums earlier. Uh, I like the way it's kind of like that whole collection. Now my, for the first song I heard of his that really, I really liked is a song called Colorado. Um, and that's a theme of his. He just names a song after a place that I guess is mentioned in the song. Um, but he has this line on there that says, like, uh, something to the extent of, I just want to get high with my girl, watch The Office for hours. And when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, this is my fucking favorite rapper. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Kindred spirits. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> ever since then, I've been checking out all of his new. I just Everything he puts out, I think, is great. So, uh, Code of the Friend, I think, is awesome. You know, growing up, I didn't like necessarily the more positive rappers. You know, I would have preferred a more gangbanger rapper, but I think this is definitely uh, my shit these days. I'm a big fan. Makes sense, man. We grow in our taste. Right. Um, All right, so who do you have as your number three? Uh, My number three, we both know her. Um, I actually... I knew her through her podcast first, um, and then kind of like with you, I think I knew you through your podcast first, and then I went to the music just as kind of a respect thing. Like, you know what? I'm listening to this podcast. I respect what they're saying. Let me hear what they're saying in their music and see if it matches. But uh, Minx Couture, uh, she does the Minx show. Uh, I believe you've been on her podcast. I know she's been on yours. And um, she right now, I think she's just got a bunch of different singles out. But it's the, the way she does her music, it's it's different enough to where I can, I can enjoy it because it's not like anything else I listen to as far as the way she does her beats. Um, she also makes her own beat. Um, she does, you know, she raps and she sings, which I can always appreciate. Um, cause I, I come from a fan era where if you could rap dope and then you had somebody singing on your hook. Yeah. That's how I make Like that was a great song. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't lose with that. Like that was the formula. Tupac, anytime he had a female on and he just did his shit like those are some of my favorite songs. So anytime I, I get somebody who can rap and sing and they keep the singing on the hook and the rapping for the verses, I love it. Uh, one of my favorite songs of hers right now is a song called Vibes. Um, and she's just one of those where we have, have an Internet relationship somewhat. And so we always keep her in mind anytime, you know, she's got music coming out. We're usually going to promote it in some way. We're usually going to put it on a playlist. Um, you know, it's, it's just it kind of started from a networking thing, but then I actually do enjoy her music, too. So that's that's my number three. Right. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't listen to much of Minx's music. I listen to her beats because she has submitted songs to uh, the podcast, our producer challenge, which everyone should check it out. It's the best fucking shit. There'll be a new one yep. this Friday, just so everyone knows. And um, now is that is that the one where you're sending out your loot pack? Uh, the, one the one that comes out tracks that's tracked out from an, uh, another rapper. Yeah, that's what. So the one this Friday will be a remix challenge from a, a rapper named okay, Revan okay. sent us a song. Uh, I just sent out the loop pack. So yeah, that'll be right. next month. Um, but yeah, so I've listened to Minx's beats and I do like her beats a lot. Now, the reason I haven't listened to her songs is because most of my 
internet friends that make music, I really don't listen to your music because I want to listen to it first on my podcast. And maybe you're all like, well, that's bullshit. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but I like having that first reaction, you know, of being like, oh, I really yeah. if we're really cool. Now, I listen to people I don't know's music before I play it on the podcast because I want to make sure it's good enough. And I have listened to someone's album. You know, if you like if Sir Nasty puts out an album, I'll listen to the whole thing. I won't remember which song's which. So I'll have to then like when I grab one, I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> so that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff happens. <laughs> which one it is. But I've asked Minx to send music, and she told me, uh, I believe it was on a comment and not in a DM, so I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. Uh, she doesn't know if it's good enough to submit, or she didn't feel it was good enough yet to submit to the podcast. She wanted to wait till there was better music. So because of that, I haven't listened to any, because I've been just waiting for her to send me something. So... I'll, I'll check it out for sure, you know, because I know I've listened to her snippets, you know, like when she'll post like a little 30 second what she's working on and she sings. I've heard those, but I've never listened to a finished, you know, uploaded song. So maybe I'm a bad friend because she has called in this podcast and I've called into hers. But um, those are my reasons. No, nah, I mean, a, a bad friend would be if you did listen and then you lied and said you did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think being honest can ever be being a bad friend or person like you just gotta be honest right like even cj uh you know someone else calls on the podcast whatever i'm like bro just send it to me and i'll play it on the podcast and it'll get added to my playlist like i don't know i just uh i enjoy that stuff uh all right my number three and this will be my last sort of mainstream person and i want to bring it up because on the best of music spinoff five i mentioned this artist on there because and we recorded that back in like March or April, I think April. So I'd rec- called this way early of this uh, singer by the name of Little Spirit, Lil, Lil, how do you say? And I remember um, hearing you talk about Little Spirit before. And since then, he got signed to like a deal with Universal or someone. Oh, maybe it was Universal, but he got to sign a deal to someone, and they put out his album called uh, American Spirit. And you know, it's it isn't my typical thing, so that's why I want to put it here. You know. He's been compared to Justin Bieber a lot. His voice, I guess, does have a similarity to Justin Bieber's. He's So he's kind of like this emo Justin Bieber. I just really enjoy the lyrical content of his songs because you can tell, he's, I think you can tell that he actually writes them himself or comes up with them. And I think that's worth a lot. You know, like I value songwriting ability a bunch. Like anytime anyone offers to write me a verse, I'm like, don't ever talk to me again. I will write my own verses. Thank you. No, not when I hear an yeah, artist writes their own verses. I that's I respect that. Um, and so singers are always given a pass where they don't have to write their own stuff. But this guy seems like he does, you know. And um, I, some songs of his I really like. Um, Ugly is probably my favorite song of his at the moment. Uh, but he has a few songs on his the new American Spirit album. Come Home, I think, is also very good. So I would just highly recommend listening to him uh, if you sort of like if you're into this whole singing thing, you know. But it's very soft singing. Uh, you know, it's not like the Usher singing, if you will. You know, like the very powerful delivering stuff. It is very. Like the beats are awesome because he's signed the internet money. So, you know, they make good beats. Um, and then it's like, it's mixed really well. And it's like a very soft scene. And, and it, I don't know if this kind of like to me, like when you hear him, you can tell he's white, but like in a good way, right? Like he's not trying to pretend to be like some R&B singer or whatever. Like he's being very genuine. It sounds like to his sound. Um, and that stuff always goes a long way. If someone sounds genuine, I say that on the podcast all the time. But like, that's probably the biggest intangible outlook for in in music and you can't even explain it so 
I think I found on here. So he's a he's a little spirit, right? Not little, little. Like L I L, yeah. L I L. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. I got him. He's right got here. blue I'm just hair. Checking him out. So. Yep. Blue hair. All right. <laughs> Immediate thoughts when I first look at him is like Billy Eilish's little brother. Right. What comes to mind? I don't know if that's tr- a true comparison because I I haven't listened to either one. But that was the first thought that popped in my head when his picture popped up. But I dig it. I haven't listened to much Billy Eilish. I remember the song that. <laughs> she blew up on because you know that would play on like uh videos and stuff and i guess i could see a similarity except the production's better like because this dude's produced by internet money i want to say like half of the songs are produced by nick mira who's like maybe the best producer in hip-hop right now so like they're i think this the production's a little better um and i really like his voice but i guess it is processed probably similar to that so yeah check it out um see if you how you think about it um, all right, what is your number four? Uh, number four is an artist by the name of TKO. I believe he's out of Omaha, Nebraska. He's closely affiliated with Caviar Music. Right. I believe he's a, a Caviar Music artist, which Caviar Music is, I think it's called Blue Boy. I don't know if it's Blue Boy Entertainment or Blue Boy Music. Might I think it's Blue, Blue Boy Music. Yeah, I think it is. But uh, that's that's how I got introduced to him. We, you know, we were trying to build a relationship with Caviar Music. Music, get on some of those playlists um and i just i went through and i was looking at his playlist and i saw he had one artist on a lot of the playlists and i was like well let me see what you know who this artist is and i started noticing okay they they got the same blue boy listed and i that's when i figured out they were connected uh kind of took that blueprint and i was like you know what every playlist we do for anything sir is gonna be on it uh we, we're gonna have a bunch of other artists on it too but he damn sure will be on it too so that was kind of how i started listening to that uh Came out with a four-song project last year called Evil Genius that I thought was really dope. Uh, every song, well-produced, um, great rapping on it. it. It gave you that, um, for me, it gave me like a New York vibe on, almost, just the, the way he flowed and the rapping on it. But uh, I enjoyed that pro- project. My favorite song off that was Watch Me. Um, we include him on a lot of our playlists that we put out. Uh, like I said, just because of that relationship with Caviar Music that we want to build, and because, you know, if we put artists on the playlist, it's because we actually fuck with them and we actually think and they make good music. Uh, he's my number four, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely listened to TKO. Uh, in order to get on some of Caviar Music's playlist, you know, if you pre-save an album, they'll throw a song on there. So I, through that, I've listened to some. Um, I'm not as familiar. You know, I haven't listened to a, a whole bunch. Uh, but Caviar Music is awesome. It seems to be, from what I understand, one of his artists. Like, they're, yeah, they're like a group called Graveyard um so i understand why you're base you know kind of go off that i think that's smart you know i've been trying to look at it for how he gets followers to playlists you know i think that's the biggest struggle for anyone that makes playlists it out is. there and i'm um, not gonna lie because it, i would love to i mean i don't know when i would fit it in but i think i would be pretty good at making curated playlists off the like an actual good playlist like this is good music some underground mix with a little mainstream like i think i would be literally good at that but that's not the goal the goal is to like get followers and have people retweet you know so it's like it is it's a whole different business you know if you will so um i've been trying to get him i tried to get him on the podcast before he claimed he fell asleep and missed it um not saying he's lying but i've had people back out before (laughs) and it happened (laughs) Right. Like I've just had people back out before, make up some excuses like that, and then never hit me up again about it. And that's kind of what happened. You know, he, he fell asleep, but it's never been like, well, let's do it. So if he doesn't want to, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to 
beg anyone to be on the podcast. You know, that's not normally the way I do it. Uh, but but I thought about anybody who who gets gun shy about podcasts. It's probably because they never actually listened to a podcast. Right. And I, I I don't think they really understand what what it is, and I think at the last minute they may get gun shy about it. Like I don't know if they like if they listen to a podcast. I don't think it would be as nervous as it is to some people. And like I said, not speaking on him in particular, but I've heard a lot of like underground podcasters that I listen to say the same thing. Where somebody tells them they're going to come on, and at the last minute they're like, "No, I don't know if I want." to <laughs> Like I don't know if I can do it, kind of thing. Like like they think it's going to be hard or something. I, I don't know. Right. Well, and a lot of people that I've had on here, of course, uh, every time they're like, oh, that was way easier than I thought it would be or way different than I thought it would be. And I try to explain <laughs> to them, like, it was gonna be? it's like, just talking? us talking on the phone. Like, imagine we're having a phone conversation, but it's recorded. That's what this is. So um, that's all it is. That's what I, but anyway, so maybe someday caviar will be on here. I should have mentioned him before. Uh, and then. He never came on after I was like, hey, I think he's coming on. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, my next one. And so I'm going to try to shout two underground artists that I've played on my Hi. music podcast that I really like. Um, the first one is an internet friend of mine by the name of Petra Vita. Yep. I think familiar with him. Uh, Petra Vita. It's interesting because when he first sent in music to my podcast, I think it's a good story. I did not think it was good. I heard that he sent me a song about the sun. I don't remember what it's called. And I thought it was like him just, I thought it was just a guy doing a Woody Allen impression, making a song about the sun. I was like, this isn't rap. This isn't hip hop. Like I remember listening to it and I was fairly nice because I am on the podcast and I was like, oh, cool. But I remember thinking like, I don't know, man. And then he sent me some more songs. I joined his discord. Eventually I got to where I really liked Petrovita and I heard some other songs that are, you know, I think he was finding his sound, and I don't think that I think that sound before was genuine to him. It just I wasn't expecting it. You know, I, but I think he does have yeah. a dramatic musical type side to him that I just wasn't expecting when I got that song sent to me. And um, since then, he's been on. You know, he was on Internet Friends, my my last collab album. He's going to be on Internet Friends too, which will be my next collab album. I'm currently working on. Uh, we're definitely friends, you know, like I think he's cool as shit, but I just think it's uh, funny how that happens, you know, and I, so basically I just think people need to know if I don't, might not like your song at first, one, that doesn't mean we're not going to be cool. And two, I might like some of your other song. Like, I don't know. It just how it works out. Um, but my favorite song of Petra know, is, it's got to keep making is a song called mind the rain. Personally. I just think that song's uh, yeah. so good. I don't mind the rain. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I like that shit. I think it's so catchy. <laughs> I've asked him if I could do a remix. He said sure, but I've yet to get it. I'm like, God damn it, I would love to do a remix of that shit. Um, I don't know what I would do about it, you know, but um I just it's such a good catchy song. Now, most people like his song Backyard Freestyle. His new song called Saltwater Eyes is like fucking so deep and, and well written that I mean I think that one has to get a shout out. So anyway, Petrovita, he's from Seattle. He didn't even start rapping till he was over in a study abroad a program. And then, you know, it's like he hasn't even rapped on American soil or some shit. And then he ended up moving to Sweden. He's dating this woman in Sweden who I think they're, I don't know if they're engaged or thinking about it or whatever, you know, not to put anything, I don't know what they are. Uh, but he's living in Sweden, you know, just fucking making dope music. So he's very interesting. I would say follow him on all the stuff. He does Twitch streams where he'll just like freestyle for three hours straight. So like he's just really doing it. You know, like this is his job. Not like me where this is, I do this shit on the side. Like Petrovita does this shit all day, every day. So 
check him out. Um, and I know he's made some of your playlists as well, so I know you're at least you halfway like him. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> this I think my favorite of his is us. Uh, one of the last songs he did called Big. Yeah. And, uh, it was just a fun song, and then I got into the rest of his catalog, and I, I liked a, a good bit of songs from it. So I call myself a fan. Right. Well, and he, he's just really good at making songs. So, you know, like he'll make like a good song, which I think is a Agreed. skill that's hard. I mean, it's hard to do. So, all right. What's your last one here? Uh, number five, I'm going with CLNY. And I, I, I don't know if she pronounces it a certain way, but she did do a podcast with you. Um, she was on it. Episode with you. She goes by Park Tillmatic. Uh, Park Tillmatic. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Park Tillmatic on uh, Twitter. But um, trying to remember how I got introduced to her. I think I got introduced to her through a Caviar Music one month. Uh, her song stood out to me out of the, I think he usually does about 15 to 20 songs on them each month. But I listened to hers and the song she had that month stood out. The way I, the way I listen to music, like if I listen to one song, if I like you enough, I go through all your shit. I did that with your music. Like I said, I did it with Petra Vita, and I did it with her, too. Um, she just has a dope-ass flow. Um, she had some really cool videos that I ended up checking out. Um, and then she put out uh, an album shortly after I got into her. That was really dope, too. So, so I'm just a fan of hers. Um, there's a song called Wishes that she did a video, uh, and it's on one of her albums, November, March, November, that you know, if you want to see if you, you would like her, definitely check that one out. And it's just a real introspective song. Um, I like real shit. Like if you can rap about shit that sounds like it's definitely your life and not just a template of what everybody else raps about, like nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be a fan. Right. Like that's just how I am. But she's my number five for sure. Uh yeah, and she's been on the podcast. She called in fuck, I don't know, like four or five months ago, maybe. And we randomly started talking about a Netflix TV show on Twitter. <clears throat> and that's why she called in. But she was like, Hey, I'll call in, but I have to ship off to military training and then so we recorded it i put it out like a week after she went she just got back from the time we're recording this but i haven't hit her up to be yep. like hey did you ever listen to that episode or <laughs> because i feel like it's not a good time <laughs> i mean she's like a black woman in the military i'm like i bet you have a lot of things on your mind right now honestly so i'm not gonna fucking bother you and uh but i did do a verse she, for she her she got dope songs about the she got songs about the subject too of uh you know, kind of what's going on right now in the past and things. Right. You got a really good song about that too that uh, we featured on the playlist. So yeah, I think she'd be a good conversation right now. Yeah. So we might have to get her on here. Um, she before she left, she sent me an open collab and was like, "Hey, if you want to do a verse on this, we'll rent, finish up when I get back." And I I did the verse like within a day and sent it back to her, but she was already gone. <laughs> so I haven't heard it back on that. I don't remember. I remember thinking it was good at the time. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers as well, and we'll we'll see if we can uh, get her back on the podcast here. Um, all right, my last one I'm going with is an artist who I'm just shouting. I really like him, but I've also mispronounced his name for so long that I felt like I had to include him here, which is Dub Ducey. So out of all the people that I I have on my music podcast, you know, he's uh, – He's one I always look forward to when he sends a new song. He makes the type of rap music I personally like where he's just spitting bars, you know, like nothing against him. But was some of these other people like Petra Vita, we said, makes good songs. That's not typically what I think about with Dub uh, Ducey. You know, I don't think of him if he's just going to spit fucking bars and bars of verses. His, his delivery 
Kobe is really dope. Like he's always high energy. Like I never have a problem understanding what he's saying, even when he's going faster in his lyrics. I mean, he he's got dope delivery. Right, right. You can understand it very well. Um, I called into a podcast a few weeks ago called the Activated Podcast, and one of the guys on that podcast is actually his manager, and that's how I got songs. Oh, okay. Um, so check out the Activated Podcast. Those dudes are all awesome. Um, I have yesterday, actually, uh, before this recording, I sent a dub the Nobody Like Me. I'm trying to get him to do a verse for that because I feel like he'll fucking kill it. Um, yeah, I feel like he'd kill that shit, too. So hopefully that happens because we're working on that mega mix. I will say right now, I think your verse is my favorite verse of what we have at the moment. So um, we'll see how it ends. I appreciate it. But yeah, I like your verse. That means a lot. A lot. That means a lot. Because I've as what I've been doing. Uh, a quick uh, now we're done with these top five thing. A uh, quick update on Internet Friends too. Uh, we have maybe let's see if I look at my list here. Four songs that I call are done, but they probably could be mixed a little better, you know. And then a couple more songs that are quote unquote done, but definitely need to be mixed better. And then a couple, two more that need a verse from me, one more that needs a verse from somebody else, and then another one that needs a hook from somebody else. But I haven't even received that one yet. The artist just told me they're sending it to me later this week. So, uh, slowly, I'm thinking by the end of summer, we can get all this done and uploaded. Um, but hopefully internet friends too will be awesome. I think it will. I listened to, uh, what you sent down the email. I actually just listened to it this morning and I, I like what I was listening to, man. It, it was sounding good. And, uh, I'm excited to hear the whole thing put together. So I hope those artists that they're listening, get sh- shit in, get your shit together. If, uh, activated podcast or dub Ducey himself is listening, get that verse in, man. Get on it. Nobody likes me. This damn 20 minute re- remix. I like, like people don't do shit like that anymore. Let's do something different. Right. I I definitely enjoy it. I'm I'm gonna cut off the last hook on the nobody like me you know so it doesn't keep going for fucking eight minutes after the verses are over. But uh, you know, so I'll do a few more touch ups there. But yeah, mixing's fucking sucks. And what I think is so annoying about it is I personally feel like I mix everyone else's verses and voices better than my own. Like I think everyone sounds better than me, and I'm always like. I don't know if it's because my microphone sucks, if I'm recording poorly, if it's just me being judgmental because it's me. But I'm always like, ooh, my voice is so thin. You know, I need to do something. To- <laughs> I, I think it's more the last one, man. I think you're just judging yourself too hard. <laughs> See, I I did like, you know, someone will send me in a verse. I lay it down. I put mine down the exact same settings. And it's like, oh, there's just so much more wider and fuller. I need to, need to mess with stuff. But then I'm also very happy. I think I'm pretty good at this, too, of not putting my verse louder than everyone else's because I think that's the biggest, easiest mistake you can see by someone who mixes their own music is they always put their verse higher than everyone else's. And uh, mm-hmm. so I try really hard to avoid that. But also, I know I'm I'm decent at mixing these days. I just don't actually know what I'm doing. So if I even if I knew what I was doing, I would feel more comfortable. But instead, I don't know what I'm doing. But I do know eventually I can get it to sound decent, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does completely. I think everybody who's got like a home set up, like none of us are classically trained <laughs> by right. like an engineer. It's all trial and error and car right. listening. Uh, I know I've heard you talk about that. That's still part of my process. And then getting, you know, eventually you get to the point where you actually get good speakers like you done got. And I'm sure that helps. I'm still at the point where I don't have good speakers. Like a lot of my old shit, like if I actually had speakers and I wasn't mixing through headphones and making it sound better in my head than what it's sound like once i actually finished it i would actually like some of my old shit better but you know 
Right. I, I will say the two best, biggest things that have helped me lately is uh, yeah, I got new speakers, definitely. And that lets me hear the low end a lot differently. Uh, you know, I always thought I was getting the low end because I could still see it on the graph and I could get a, I had these little uh, 1.5 inch monitor speakers. So they were really small um, before. And you got a little bit of bass, like you could feel the air, but you couldn't really feel it. You know, you couldn't feel it thumping yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so that that has helped. But also I have uh, the Ulean loudness meter. So anyone out there, just Y-O-U-L-E-A-N, Ulean loudness meter. And it'll measure things in LUFs, which is the – I don't fucking know what that stands for. And from what I understand, <laughs> Spotify, when you upload these songs, they want something at a loudness between negative 11 and negative 9. That could be wrong. I should probably look it up. And so I try to make – and I put this little loudness meter at the very end of my chain, and I try to make sure it's in between that. You know, because if it's higher than that, then when you send it to Spotify, they're going to compress down your shit to where it gets that low. So if you can mix it uh, somewhere in there, it won't get as compressed It'll sound like it sounded much. when you did it, and right. they won't change it. So that's been my goal lately. Now, I'm not saying it always works. And again, I don't know enough as far as like, well, my biggest problem is I don't do vocal doubles. So... um most rappers are like, you're fucking crazy. It's not, how do you do that? And then they hear my shit and they're like, I don't even know how you got it to sound that loud without vocal doubles. But I literally can't say the same verse twice. Like, it's really hard for me to do it exactly the same way. So I just do it once really good. And maybe I'll throw in some ad libs every once in a while. I'm not even real big on ad libs. Uh, and I'll just add some distortion and shit, you know, like me and you have a song on there called uh, Make It Happen, which is honestly one of my favorite songs at the moment on there and i know you don't enjoy yourself on the hook as much i think it's some of my best mixing on there because i knew your microphone wasn't the best and mine isn't either so i added some distortion and saturation on ours so it kind of has like an old school staticky feel on the vocals but it sounds purposeful you know what i mean it doesn't sound like it's because our microphones aren't good it sounds like because the producer wanted it to sound like that you know um so I always think and about I, that stuff. I don't know if you, I don't know if you changed it from the first copy you sent me or the first draft, but that second one I listened to off that last email, you, I'm digging that one. Like the whole song sounded different to me, and it, it could just be my ears. Maybe I was ready to listen to it better and not being so down on myself. But it, that second version I got, I was really digging it. Right, and I'm sure I've tweaked it a lot. I've every week or so for the last five weeks, I've do a car test, take a couple notes, do a few tweaks. And then I give myself a few days break, you know, but that, that's just how I do it. Uh, because at some point in time, I could just go to my car every time with a notebook and tweaks. It's like, I have to tell myself, okay, you're not going to be as harsh as you were last time. Like, even if you hear something bad, it has to be like really bad for me to write it down. You know, like you just have to eventually get to an end point. <laughs> but at the moment I'm in that whole, like I'll listen to everything a million times try my best to get it where I can, but I know I'll never be perfect, um, but at least be good enough. And when, especially with collab albums, you just don't want any other artists to be mad at how they sound, you know? So I just want the other artists to give me the okay, at least for their part. Um, so that they're happy. Also, yeah, I, I personally never been through that. Like I've usually, when I do my music, I either Nasty's on a song with me or it's just me by myself. But I know, um, just from experience with dealing with just hearing him tell stories of people who will come over to his house, record at his home studio. And they say he doesn't make them sound like he sounds. 
Right. And, and he's it, like, bitch, you don't rap like I rap. Like, you, I make myself sound like this while I'm rapping. Right. And like, that's a there's huge There's nothing deal. I can do to your voice to make you sound like me. Like, and that's such your a big delivery deal. just isn't uh, like mine. When Petra Vita was on here last time on the podcast, he talked about that as well. Someone hired him to mix their song, and they're like, well, I don't sound like you do. And it's like, well, that... There's only so much you like. I have a go to vocal chain that I start with, and then I kind of uh-huh. go off of that, you know, where I start tweaking knobs and things. Um, but even me, like the way I rap for two different people and the way I rap for Heat Flow were not the same. Like, one, I'm like yelling in the microphone in, in rap mode, and then the other one, I'm like rapping from the heart, you know, like, so my voice is going to sound different, and that is going to require different mixing techniques. But I think a lot of people do want like, a, well, what's the template? You know, what do I just put on it and it just works? And it's like, well, unfortunately, that's not how any of this works. Yeah, that's how it is. They, they, I don't know. It's, it's just not. It's that's not how it works. Like, it's nobody can make you sound a certain way. Like, it all starts with the delivery, in my opinion. Like, if right. you deliver it, then the you know the effects can only do so much from there. But if you can't deliver it in a way that works, the effects ain't. Or they're not going to make you sound how like how how I sound in my head with a verse. It never comes out perfect. I just agree. that way once I wrap it. But if I can get it close enough where I'm like, you know what, that that's about how I thought I would sound. I, I'll take it. That that works. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times I'm just like, well, I can't sound like the way I want to sound in my head. <laughs> that was dumb. Like I'll just have to do it this way. Um, I'm the same way. Uh, but all right, uh, that's Most our update definitely. there on Internet Friends too. Another song called Homegrown on there, I think will probably be one of the the favorites. It's so fucking catchy. It's been stuck in my head ever since the guys that made that and sent it back to me and sent it to me. So in a couple months, hopefully that'll be out and everyone will check that out. Also, I'm selling beats. I have a new beat every day this month. I haven't really been able to promote it too much because of all the protests and people will make you feel like an asshole if you um, – <laughs> share something in the <laughs> middle of a protest but, uh so i just nah, kind of we, we kept going with sharing music it's you know it's it's, it's still what we do at the end of the day we share music we, we we talked about it whether we should stop and it was like nah man it, the world's not gonna stop we still get it we're still with right i think you can still listen to music while you're doing some of this stuff uh i don't understand why that has to stop now my wife uh you know she does her books to gram stuff where she posts things about books and uh she felt like something she should do. No one told her to do this was she'll just start sharing books by black authors and about black stories. Cause she thought that was like the appropriate sort of change up to happen here. But now she's kind of feeling like, uh, you know, cause people, and I've seen this on music as well, uh, where people will be like, Oh, if you're doing that, it's just to get followers and that pretend like you're woke, you know, like I saw a guy say he was going to donate all of his and beat sales. I'm this sure month. there's people that do that, but you can't, if you genuinely want to do it, I don't think you can let that, people some people thinking that of you discourage you like we did a more conscious play that's what i said as well and i was like you know i don't care if people think we only did it for attention we didn't we purposely didn't include blm or black lives matter because we don't want to feel like we're leeching on to something else but at the same time you know we feel how we feel about it and we you know we're going to do our part to do how we would normally do right well i do think from one standpoint creators at least I know for me, I had a song that came out a couple of days ago. That shit got scheduled like a month ago. So I just kind of let it go, you know, and I did, I haven't, I've shared it twice. And both times I've been like, if you get a chance, check it out. And I think it's really good. It's like one of my favorite songs I've ever made. And I'm being like, okay, well, I guess I can't share this with anyone. All right. 
So the world we're in. But um, all right, man, I appreciate you being on. And like I said, we'll have you on in a couple months. Uh, so work on your list and see who else we'll, we'll talk about. Oh, sounds good, brother. I got plenty that can go on there. Uh, appreciate talking to uh, anybody that's listening. If you make music, send it to the podcast. I'm pretty sure there'll be a message from Pow Wow in here somewhere that you should have listened to. Yep. And uh, yeah, share underground music, man. That's what we do. That's what you need. Uh, a to the Mo, SoCo, I guess we. All right, peace, man. Beats.